Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which helps churches live out the Great Commission. For more information, to get connected, contact the Navigators at navigatorschurchministries.org. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Tony. How's it going? Oh, it is so good. Uh, As we record this today, the sun is shining, spring is almost here, and I can't be more excited about it. Tony, what is your favorite thing about the spring? Oh, that's a good random question. Um, Let's see. My favorite thing about the spring, and this is going to be a little romantic because I am a little romantic. Just ask just my wife. just call you Romeo. We should just call. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's when the daffodils start to pop and you begin to see the bulbs coming up out of the, the hardened winter ground. It feels as if new life is abundant. It's one of my favorite things. And at my house, uh, we have a bed that has all these beautiful little yellow bulbs in it right now. And it's just, ah, it's so good. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot. I I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. Well, here we are just sharing my heart. What about you? What about you? Uh, So mine is also romantic in a different way. Um, Mm. Spring training is probably my favorite thing. Baseball is back after a long winter. And, you know, they just after a lockout, they're they're back to business. So they're back to business. I'm excited about that. Will the Reds finish above 500? Uh, as it stands today, it doesn't look good for the Reds. Yeah, no, no chance, no chance, (laughs) but I'll tell you what, what does look good. What does look good is our topic today, because it's one of my favorite things that you've ever taught me. And, um, you were the first person to ever introduce me to this particular tool. We've mentioned before how important it is to have tools in your toolbox so that you can empower someone to go out and make disciples who can make disciples Today's tool is my favorite of all time, the wheel, and uh, also called the wheel illustration. It's an old navigator's tool that is uh, has has been around for how long do you think it's been around? Probably since the seventies, even before then. Oh no, it was uh, probably the forties. It was created nineteen forties. Wow, nineteen forties. And yep. um, what makes this wheel so beautiful? is that it is both a diagnostic tool and a reflection of a, a kind of a map on how to to walk alongside someone in their faith walk. So al- allow me to explain. If you think about a wheel, um, traditionally, I want you to think about a car wheel. In the middle is the hub. The hub in the wheel is Christ, right? And then there are spokes, and each spokes represents a different discipline in the life that we live. So we've got our vertical spokes, which are prayer and the word, and we've got our horizontal spokes, which is witnessing in the fellowship. So if you're picturing this as you're mowing your lawn or you're running on the treadmill, I want you to picture an outer circle, and we're going to call that the obedient Christian in action. I want you to picture a hub, which is Christ, and then a vertical spoke going up as prayer, a vertical spoke going down as the word, and then two horizontal spokes witnessing in fellowship. And those spokes connect the obedient Christian in action to Christ. And my favorite part about the wheel is the very 
very real picture that when we do the things that are on the spokes, when we live out a disciplined life, um, we don't actually see anything but the hub, which is Christ. So when an obedient Christian is living a faith-filled, um, disciplined life, they see the world gets to see Christ in us. So this is kind of the, the idea of the wheel. It's a, a, a tool. And uh, Justin, I would love for you to kind of share with us um, as a disciple maker, if I'm meeting with someone or if you're meeting with me, how do we share the wheel in a way that makes it both um, productive and reproducible? Yeah. Yeah. So Tony, I love the wheel just like you do. It has been uh, transformative in my life. But I love um, it more, be- just so we're clear. I love it more. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you threw me off for a second. I know I did. It's great. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? Um, all right. It's not a competition. Um, but the wheel is amazing uh, because it is such a durable picture of what the life of a disciple should look like. In fact, I even like to change the outside instead of the obedient Christian action. I like to say the obedient disciple in action. I think it communicates a little bit better in our culture today. Um, but one of the reasons that I love it so much is because it helps bring clarity and direction into our disciple-making relationships. And I often get the question, well, what do I do when I disciple somebody? Mm. And normally, one of the, the things that I tell them to start with one of the first meetings or the early meetings is share the wheel, share the wheel with them. And it's like, well, you know, I think maybe they've seen it already. And I say, well, they may have seen it on a piece of paper, but the odds are they haven't seen it. They haven't experienced it being shared with them. And it's a different thing. And so I just want to walk through that with you guys today. So how do you share the wheel illustration? So the first thing I would do is I would get out a blank piece of paper, a napkin, whatever it is, and ask them if they would be interested in seeing an illustration that encapsulates the life of a disciple. Great. So then I start with the middle. So we start with Jesus because our life with God starts with Jesus. And so uh, I ask them, all right, so we're making a wheel here. And what is in the middle of a wheel that provides its power? And the answer to that is a hub, right? So the hub of the wheel provides power. And I say, what is it that provides power in the Christian life? Where do we start? And obviously what we're looking for is Jesus or Christ or whatever uh, along those lines, whatever term or title they want to give to Jesus. Uh, And then I ask them, I said, that is absolutely right. So I write Jesus in the center. And then I say, can you think of any verses of scripture that would support that idea. And then I wait and I watch and I see kind of the reaction that they have. And most commonly, um, it takes them a moment or two of reflection and then they will share a verse. And a lot of times they don't know the reference, um, but they'll share some verse about Jesus. And i like, that is awesome. Uh, do you know where it is? They haven't shared a reference. If they don't, then I say, no problem. If I know, then I'll say it. Um, if they don't have a verse, I already have two that I memorized for each part of the wheel. That's part of the mm. preparation in sharing the wheel. And so I will share one of those typically and write down the other one. And so uh, the two verses that, that I'll use for that is 2 Corinthians 5.17. 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And Galatians 2.20 is the one I'll normally write. And so we get there. And so I was like, great. So that's where we start. But then we have some things that we do that Jesus asks us to do, ways that we can connect to him and to follow him. What are some of those things in a disciple's life that you think disciples should definitely be doing? How do we engage with God? And so I'm drawing the four spokes as I'm asking that question. And um, typically they'll get two or three out of the four. And so you've already heard the vertical ones are the word and prayer. Every time I write one, though, I ask that same question. Well, can you think of any verses that would support that idea? Now, I want to back up. If they just gave me a complete blank look the first time I asked them that, um, I might ask it one more time. And if I get that again, I'm not asking it again through the illustration. Um, But if they're giving me something back, then I'm going to continue to ask that question. I'm going to ask, all right, what's a verse? I'm going to ask, okay, well, can you think of where it is or whatever? Um, Because I am not just sharing an illustration. I'm accomplishing certain things with this illustration that we're going to unpack in a little bit. Mm. And so I'm doing that all the way around the wheel, the four spokes, and then the, the hub or the outside, rather the rim, the obedient disciple in action, asking that same question there. Then I get all that shared. So it looks like the wheel on the piece of paper. And then I ask them if they have any questions. And if they don't, then there's a pivot point in sharing this illustration. And the pivot point comes um, when they don't have questions, it's clear to them. And then I ask them this question. I say, well, could you rate yourself uh, from one to four on the spokes on how strong those are in your life? So one's the strongest one, four is the weakest one. And so they do that around the the wheel. And then I ask them why. The next question is always why. Well, why is this a one? And they tell me. And then I take that opportunity to encourage them in that, how important that is, how awesome that is. And then I ask about the four. Why did you give this a four? Well, this and that. I say, okay, so if that's a four, how weak is it in your life? So if you were to rate that four from a one to 10, obviously it's not a 10 or it wouldn't be a four, but how strong is it? And they're going to give me that number and I'm going to ask why. And then I'm going to, because they're not going to ask me, I'm going to uh, rank around the same way they did uh, for myself. All right, one, two, three, four. They're probably not going to ask. I'm going to answer those same questions I ask them, even if they don't ask me. And then I'm going to rank one to 10 on my weakest one. Um, And then I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say, okay, so this is the four for you. And so you said it was a five in your life because, you know, let's just say it's witnessing uh, because you're not sure how to engage non-believers. And so I'll say, well, what would it look like for you to move that from a four to a five or a four to a 4.1 in the next week or two? What's something that comes to mind that you could do? And that's a hard question a lot of times because they haven't thought about it. So I'm asking them to sit there and reflect and I let them take time to reflect. And if they don't have ideas, I throw out some things that could be done. And then I ask them, well, which one, is that something you want to do this week? Well, yeah, I want to do it. Okay, great. Well, and then I ask, I say, well, could I ask you about that next time we're together? And I've never had anybody say no yet on that. <laughs> and then then I, I do the same thing. I say, well, this, you know, as you know, this was my four, I rated it as a five or whatever it is. I think this is what I need to do. And then I say, would you ask me about that next time we're together? 
And they have always said yes to that question too. And, um, and so then we move on from the wheel into different conversation, whether that's questions they have, you know, whatever, or we're t- doing prayer requests, something. But that's how I share the wheel. Okay. So the how of sharing it, if you've only ever seen it on a piece of paper, you might know the information of the wheel, but my guess is you've never had somebody share it with you like that, where it becomes a powerful tool in the hands of a disciple maker. It's not just about the information. It's how the tool is used. So, Tony, I want to kick back to you a little bit. Um, what are the things that either you like about the wheel, the way that we share it in that way, or what do you see as part of what we're accomplishing and how we're sharing it? Yeah, I, I would say that the the first thing I love most about the way that we share the wheel is that it becomes a roadmap for the next uh, not just the week that you're on in terms of meeting with the person, but now what we've got here is we've got um, a, a picture of what the what the disciple looks like, what the person that you're discipling looks like. So, and you've got a plan, you've got a roadmap, which is you know pun intended on the yeah. wheel. Get it? But I'm bumped. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, so, so you know you you go one to four. You start with the four. And then you begin to work backwards with, you know, we, we love to talk about smart goals and being intentional about what's reproducible there. Um, so, so that's probably the first thing I love. The second thing is that it, it assesses familiarity with the word. So mm. um, depth and dexterity in the word, it, it gives a picture of what they know, where they are. Because, you know, obviously, you know this and our listeners do, too is that just because someone's been going to church a long time doesn't mean they know the word or just because someone hasn't been going to church a long time doesn't mean they know the word. So this becomes like a measuring stick of what people know or don't know about some of the basic tenets of our faith. Right. And that's, that's probably the next thing that I really love. It, it helps us really get a key understanding of some basic Christian concepts Mm because as you're explaining this, it's going to be relational and dialogue centered. Um, and what will end up happening is you'll know if that person is comfortable praying, right? You'll know if that that person has ever dove into the word before or if they have what kind of friend groups they have. You're getting this beautiful picture of their walk so that you can help integrate Christ into all of it. Mm. I, I think the other yeah. thing that it does is it it models uh, scripture memory, you know, which we've talked about. Um, recently scripture memory is one of those tools that never gets old, right? So you get to model, um, kind of what scripture memory has done in your life because you've got it already. Uh, what are some of the things that you Mm -hmm. like about it, Justin? Yeah, all those things for sure. Um, you know, for me, the wheel communicates in a natural way. So many of the, the disciple making principles and messages that I want to be sending, uh, to this disciple. And so all those things that you said, right? Picture a disciple. Um, it helps him with basic Christian concepts as a result, shows the importance of scripture memory and intimacy with the word. Um, it gives the the disciple an opportunity to self-assess uh, their life as a disciple. So reflectiveness, right? Thinking, oh, well, where am I? I guess I should be growing in this. Um, and so it allows them to do that but it also allows them to see me doing that. And so the message of, yeah, we're discipling. This is a disciple making relationship, but I'm not perfect. I'm not finished here. 
And so it's a mutual street that we're on together. Um, The other is it gives them the opportunity to take a step of growth in that weaker area and to have somebody alongside them to provide accountability and encouragement in that. And it naturally sets up um, future expectations in the meeting, but it also sets a culture um, for the disciple-making relationship. Like, hey, these are the things that we're trying to be and do, and we need each other in that. We want to help each other in that. The word is our primary tool in it. And so as we move forward together, we can help each other in it. And so it's not just... Um, lip service to the idea that this is a mutual relationship, right? Because when I come back and I ask him, how'd he do with that thing he told me he was going to do? He's going to ask me too. And if he doesn't ask me, I'll say, hey, I need you to ask me. You know, you probably forgot whatever, but this is what I did. And I need you to ask me because if I know you're going to ask, it motivates me in a, in a way that not having that, um, it's just a little weaker of a motivation, right? And so for me, the wheel sets into motion all these natural things that I want to be happening in a disciple-making relationship in a way that if I was moving through a book or a curriculum, I would have to fight against certain things um, that the way, um, you know, the way we do things communicates a lot about our values. Hmm. And so... Um, the way that this meeting is unfolding is communicating a whole lot that I don't have to even uh, say or draw attention to because he's getting it because of how it's going. So, yeah, it's it's tremendous. It it really is the best tool that I've seen for walking alongside someone in their journey and showing someone how to walk alongside someone. It's just got really good handles on it, so to speak. It's very concrete. It's very easy to grasp. And so, you know, as you consider who you're discipling and where they are, if you can't answer those questions in terms of like where they are in their spiritual disciplines, the wheel is really the go-to space and place. And so I think that's why we wanted to make this an episode. We both love it so much. And and we're going to link to the PDF that the NAVs put out about the wheel, we encourage you to use it as well. Yeah. Yeah, please do use it. And the other thing is the wheel is so durable, right? We, we reference how old it is. Um, it'll be just as valuable 20, 30, 50, 70, 80 years from now as it is right now because it is connecting Christ, starts with him, but it connects it all the way to where the rubber meets the road, and that is our actions in our life our obedience, right? And so um, take the time, take the time to digest this episode. We're going to have a lot in the show notes this time, um, both about how to share it. There's a blog that I've written um, that moves in detail of the things that we've covered. So take the time to move through that, memorize the scriptures related so that you don't, don't just have awareness of the tool, but you're ready and equipped to share the wheel illustration. Tony, we're running short on time. Do you have anything left? If not, uh, can you take us through our takeaway and action step? I think we covered it as best we can in 20 minutes. It's such a beautiful <laughs> tool. Uh, it's good. It's it's rich. So the takeaway, what makes the wheel so powerful is that it starts with Christ. And that's where all good disciple making starts. 
right? The takeaway is that the, the wheel is so powerful is because it, it starts with Christ and that's where all good disciple making starts. The action step, simple but not easy. Take time to learn the wheel and share it with someone this week, this week. And if you do share it with someone, do me a favor, do us a favor, let us know on the socials, hook up with us either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or send us an email. Let us know how it went. If you need some coaching, we would love to give you some tips. Uh, We're passionate about disciple making, and we're passionate about helping you be a disciple maker. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to connecting real soon.